Hello, friends, and welcome to the Particularly Peculiar Podcast. I am your host, Taylor. And I am Christian. And we are back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, it has been a little while again, um, but it is October, so it is spooky season. Um, today, we are going to bring you something a little bit different on today's episode, which is episode 20. Um, today, we are going to be talking about... Um, ghosts we are going to be talking about people's personal stories what made them right. believe in ghosts so even cooler yeah we've been compiling some stories over a little while yes and it'll be it'll be nice to uh you know let the listeners take over yeah so i think we talked about this a little bit last time where what i would like to do is try and do like one researched episode and then the next week do almost like a listener's episode or like a stories episode um if we can have enough content for that basically this month since it's october we just really want to be spooky and creepy and peculiar and um get this those like spooky personal stories i think are the best mm-hmm. i think they're the creepiest so that's what we are going to do today Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Um, Our first story comes from the co-host of 30 Dirty and Dying, um, Clarissa. Hello, Clarissa. Thank you for your submission. We've had this one for a while, and we are finally getting around to it, and it's really good. When I was about four or five, my grandma was renting this old house. Everything was 70s green. There was a big hole in the floor for the heating grate. You get it. There was only one bathroom and you had to go through the main bedroom. So one day I'm walking into the bedroom to get to the bathroom and I see this old woman that I do not know walking across the room. I remember gray hair falling into her face, which was mostly hidden under a green shawl, and her spine was curved deeply forward as if it were riddled with years of painful arthritis. She was walking eerily slow across the bedroom in a diagonal direction. I'm not sure how long I stood there. I'm not sure I felt threatened, but the longer I stayed, the more I realized that she could not be human. She made her way toward the center of the room, the bathroom light casting a glow, and that is when I saw that her body was not solid. It was a whisper, almost see-through, but not the ghostly transparent that you see in movies. She had made her trek without paying any attention to me, but she stopped at the center spot and finally looked up from the floor. She turned her head quickly and looked into my eyes. I made no noise still, swallowing my fear, and just watched her watch me. Her face had heavy lines on it, but still her skin did not look human. She studied me. Her expression something between anger and confusion for only a second or two before she disappeared. She just vanished into thin air. I was scared, but I didn't tell anyone. Finally, my mom and grandma noticed I was avoiding the bathroom and asked me why. I told them I saw an old woman in there and that she scared me. When I described her, my grandma gasped. Oh my god, that's Carol's mother. To a T, even the green shawl. Carol, or we will call her Carol, was the woman who had lived in the house before my grandma moved in. Her mother had lived there too, and come to find out, she died in that house in that exact room. She had died years before, I think before I was even born, and I had never met either Carol or her mother. That was my first ghost sighting, and I'm a believer for life now. It's pretty intense for uh, for sighting. Yeah, and like to be four or five. Right. Oh my gosh, that'd be terrible. Terrifying. Yeah, which, you know, they say that at a younger age, you are kind of more susceptible to that kind of stuff. Right, a little more open. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading a book 
called Karma by the Sanda Guru. I highly recommend it. He talks about being, you know, at a younger age, more open to all these things. And yeah, and so you're, you're sort of untainted right, by the world and all of your collection of karma. Well, I think a lot of times, especially as kids, like Clarissa, I think it's really cool that, you know, your grandma was like, oh my gosh, that's like this person. Definitely. A lot of kids get told, you know, that's not real. Ghosts aren't real. You imagined it, whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. And we get like gaslit out of actually seeing these things and knowing these things are real. So I think as we get older, we just kind of dismiss any experiences that happen. But I think that like how detailed her account still is to this day. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's hard to say that was just something that would be imagined, you know? Right. And then, yeah, to have it be corroborated by, you know, right. Somebody else like, Oh yeah, you're explaining exactly Exactly. what somebody looks like. You know, that's right. Yeah. Pretty intense. Thank you, Clarissa. That was a great story. And you wrote it beautifully. (laughs) Yeah. That one was written pretty nice. Yes. The rest of these probably aren't, like, written very nice. Um, A lot of these we got from some friends, like, through Mm -hmm. DMs that we kind of converted into a little story here. So, And if you would like to slide into our DMs, go right ahead. Do it. Send us some good stories. Uh, On on the old Instagrams. That's right. We have a TikTok now, too, you guys. So you can follow. I think it's also Particularly Peculiar Pod on TikTok. Go follow us. Go drop some stories. Okay? All right. Our next story is from our niece, Alex. This one's pretty creepy. So she sent me this like over Snapchat (laughs) and I was like all enthralled like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I haven't seen this one. No, you have not. So this is a good one. I swear there is a demon in this house. I currently live with my boyfriend and ever since I moved in, every time I go back towards the storage room and the garage, I get this sudden feeling of dread. At first, I just ignored it. But after I moved in, I started experiencing him more often. We sleep with our door open and some rain sounds on the TV. One night, the video buffered, and I woke up. I was trying so hard not to look at the door because I got the worst feeling in my gut. But I sleep on the outside of my bed while my boyfriend sleeps against the wall, so sometimes it's hard not to look towards the doorway. Yeah, that's on purpose. He's uh, he's you're, scared. You're, you're going to get it first. <laughs> he's going to have time to escape. Alex has to fight off the demons. <laughs> so I looked at the door, and I saw this small figure. At first, I just ignored it. It didn't really get to me, but I know they try to draw you in when they manifest themselves as something that you care about. So I'm assuming he manifested himself as a child because it looked like Henry, to be quite honest. Henry is her little brother. Obviously, Henry would not be at my house at midnight, so I was like, yeah, fuck no. (laughs) All this was happening while I was trying to fix the TV. I kept checking my phone. The internet had stopped for like five minutes entirely. Eventually, I looked back at the door and saw something peeking around the door. I shot up. Fuck no, fuck no. I moved the fan, shut the door. I woke up my boyfriend and told him what happened. He said, that's so weird. Something was talking in my dream that sounded like you, but I knew it wasn't you. So we prayed together and eventually I fell back asleep. So she said that this guy stays in the storage closet, like where the water heater is. She says he's very tall and he has a top hat. When you see him, he is completely draped in black and he roams around the house at night. She says she also thinks he mimics a female entity that is in the bathroom sometimes. She says that sometimes you can see a female peeking through the shower curtain. Jesus, why are they still here? 
But she said that you can tell it's the guy because when he is around, you feel like this deep sense of dread. Mm. She's also woken up with scratches on her body, like her chest and her back. Yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, Alexandria, sage your damn house. Okay. Cleanse that shit, please. Do it carefully, though. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, the fact that he's wearing a top hat makes me think of the. So, I went to a metaphysical shop in Ames, uh, in Spirit Metaphysical. It's a great place if you're around that area. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, And. I was in there. Now, I'm a skeptic. Some of you will know that if you've listened to this for a while. Um, I, I, don't, I don't not believe, but, you know, I'm always skeptical to believe. But I was in there talking to them um, about a situation that we had with our oldest boy. He was having some issues sleeping, and uh, he was seeing a guy, well, figure, a male figure, I suppose, standing like on the table in the corner of his room and watching him as he slept at night. And so when I was done at this metaphysical shop, I was asking them of, you know, things. So they also do, they're like the Des Moines paranormal investigation team or Mm -hmm. something like that. And so I was asking them about, you know, ideas or options or whatever. And one of the first questions that they had asked me was if he was wearing a hat or not. Which, thank God, he wasn't. Right. and yeah, That we know of. That we know of he wasn't. But they had said that, yeah, if if he was wearing a hat, that he was, like, supposed to be some specific uh, entity or, I'm not sure, demon or something like that. But that is, like, a very bad for kids. Yeah. Uh, especially. They really draw on um, the energy, especially hyperactive energy of kids. Which if you know, our oldest child, he can be a little wild. He has the most energy of anything you've ever seen in your entire life. Yeah. As soon as you said he was wearing a hat, that's just what I thought about was, uh, I told her that too. I said, Oh no, hat man is not good. (laughs) Right. So take care of that. Yeah. I would be looking at, uh, things to do to mitigate that, uh, which, uh, number one option would be moving uh just yes. just leaving but it could always come with you that's true you know yeah i would like definitely recommend i mean not that we're like ghost experts or anything but i would say cleanse the shit out of that house what we did was we cleansed the house and we bought a lot of protective stones and put them up and we gave mm-hmm. our oldest son a bag a sachet of stones to put under his pillow and it stopped he hasn't Which had an experience since is then. pretty wild yeah i mean yeah. you know and i'm being a skeptic the coincidental things you know are just like hmm and it's weird. not like, like he after just, all that after we did all that then it stopped yeah it's not like he just said it one time and we were like here this will help and it did like he one the first time i heard of it he told me mom I don't want that guy looking in my window. And I'm like, what? Um, we live in the country. Our windows are not like ground level. So, um, and he that's when he told me, he said that he sees a guy looking in his window. Well, then a couple nights later, it was in his room mm-hmm. in the corner. Um, and that's what they said, which was very strange. It was totally lined up with in spirit. Um, they said it'll get closer and closer until it can touch them. Right. And that's, we don't want that happening. Okay, our next story is from our good friend Jacob. Hi, Jacob. What up? (laughs) Jacob is our bestie. He's like (laughs) our brother. Um, So he sent this in to us. For the longest time, I have had the notion that spirits existed, and I have always been fascinated by the idea of it. 
I can remember my grandparents and my parents telling me stories about their experiences, and I have always been so intrigued. Growing up, it started out as light experiences, such as hearing weird noises or stuff falling over here and there. The year my grandpa died, my grandma and I would come home to the TV being on or a closet door open or closed, but honestly, at the time, I did not pay much attention to it. You would think as a young kid I would be spooked, but I never was. It was not until after I was 18 that my belief in the afterlife was solidified. I remember sitting in the computer room working on some stuff for a class in high school. There was another class in there, so I figured that I would just use the computers on the side of the wall. Ten minutes into working, I heard a woman's voice whisper, Hey, into my ear. Ah. (laughs) I whipped my head around. There was no one near me. If someone were messing with me, I would have seen them. After about another ten minutes or so, it happened again. When I turned around this time, the teacher was passing behind me, but I know it wasn't her. I experienced the same thing again when I was about 22 and in the Army. I was at an annual training event at Camp Roberts in California when it happened. Anyone who knows Camp Roberts will agree that it houses spirits. It has been around since World War II. I was cleaning up the dining hall, and I walked by an open window to hear a male voice say, Hey, clear as day. I looked outside to see if anyone had walked by, and the nearest person was about 25 meters from me. Meters. I don't know how far that is, Jacob. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Wait, I'm surprised it wasn't clicks. (laughs) (laughs) Nautical miles. Just kidding. It did not really scare me, but this is what really solidified my beliefs. From there, every now and then, it's just been some more light stuff. Nothing too crazy, but with everything I have experienced, spirits definitely roam among us. And so far, my experiences have always been pleasant. So to anyone who has had the experiences, I think a lot of them just want you to know that they are there, but they mean no harm. Right. And I can see where this army camp that's been around for a long time would contain a lot of residual yeah. energy because, I mean, that's Definitely. there's a lot of stuff going on. At, even, like, that's not like a, like a battlefield, but right. I mean, still, there's a lot of energy from a lot of, you know, the things that well, happen. still a lot there. of trauma that would have gone through there, too, I right. imagine, you know? Um, and even hearing the hay could have very well been just like a residual sound or and like i think about this a lot with stuff like that where it's where two planes get too close and then it's almost like the other person noticed him as a ghost in their plane you know and they're like hey like Ah. like what is that but it was only for that brief second that you know there was the cross and then uh i don't doubt that you know have like the idea of other dimensions and stuff like we have say we have our alternate dimensions right next to each other so say he was there before and before or he's there now and now and now and now so it could have even been himself right yeah saying saying hey to himself and hearing himself say hey i mean i don't know weird weird thought but (laughs) right creepy yeah this is pretty weird and i mean to hear it like that clearly yeah I told Jacob this, but this reminded me of a time when um, we lived out in the country when I was really little. I was about three or four. Um, And I remember, I don't know why I was doing this, but I remember this very, very vividly that I was just staring out our screen door in our kitchen. And I literally heard a man's voice say, Taylor, like sing songy almost. Mm -hmm. And I just stood there and stared out this door. For probably a good, like, I feel like it was forever, like 10 minutes. It was probably like a few seconds, you yeah, know, it's being, like 10 seconds, being like three or four. And then you're like, Phew. but, um, 
I still remember that to this day. And it almost like makes me nauseous sometimes thinking about it. Like it was so incredibly creepy and it was so clear. And I don't think my dad was there. He was probably at work or napping. So like I, it wasn't like my dad, Logan was young enough where he didn't have like a male voice, you know, like a deep, (laughs) a deep male voice. Um, so yeah, just like very weird. And it just, his story with that, hey, you know, reminded me of that where you know it was nobody else, but you don't know what the hell that was or where it came from. It's right. just so freaking creepy. Ugh, hate it. Okay. Our next couple of short little stories comes from our friend Will. Um, I would say hi, but we know he's not listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is literally like word for word what he sent to us. My buddy took a dusty picture of the Virgin Mary from a deserted house and hung it in his room. Later on, we heard something while we were in there and looked over to see it swinging back and forth. It had three little finger swipes on it that you could see in the dust. Mm-hmm. Gross. Yeah, creepy. First oh of all, my God. why are you stealing from deserted houses? Will? Also, why a picture of the Virgin Mary? He was like, this is cool. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> Stop. She's a virgin. Don't talk about her that mm, way. Really? Oh, she's a saint. Mm-hmm. Sure she is. But she got pregnant, so... Well, you know. By... Oh, magic. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that is really creepy. Like, if that happened to me, I'd be like, nope, I'm out of here. I'd burn that picture. Probably shouldn't do that of a burn picture, picture of, of Virgin, Virgin Mary, Mary but <laughs> it would be gone. Okay, the next one he said was that... <laughs> I was just making a stupid face. The next one he sent was, my parents had someone come over and read the house. I guess some little boy lived there that died in the early 1900s. My sister's friend who lived there during high school said that her blanket would always get ripped off of her at night. Hmm. So I'm not sure what he was saying. I don't know if this was like their house and someone else they knew had lived there before. But he did say that this person came and did like readings of the house multiple times. And that his mom kept notes of it. And that he's going to try and see if she still has them, which he should. If he, he hasn't, he probably hasn't. But, um, <laughs> we'll have to remind him. That would be really cool to see those, just to see what they said. I wonder um, how or who they found back in, because that would have been the 90s or the early 2000s. Yes. And in Humboldt, Iowa. Right. Like that doesn't, it doesn't strike me. As a place that would have, you know, like a medium or whatever, but you wouldn't think so. But I mean, you, you, never, you know. never know, right? You never know. But also very creepy. I do not like the idea of blankets being pulled off. Yeah. Um. Luckily, that has never happened to me. Mm-hmm. Has that happened to you? Mm-hmm. Just by you. Well, I am a ghost. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm just haunting the house over here. All right. Our next story comes from the host of Bedtime Stories with the Abyss. So thank you. My first experience was the night that my father passed away. I woke up to a dark figure standing over me telling me that he was gone. When I got up in the morning, my mother told me my father had died. I told her that I knew this already, that some guy had told me the previous night. She told me that there was not any other men in the house that night or that morning. Hmm. That's always a very interesting one to me of people coming and telling you that someone has passed or is passing away. Yeah. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. I've never had that experience. I have had that experience. <gasps> you have? Well, like nobody came and told me, but I, while well, I was in the house when my oh, stepmom yeah, yes, passed yes, yes, away, yes. Yep. like, and it was overnight. And then I, I woke up, I was sleeping in the room in the basement. I don't know how old I was, maybe 
10. That's a t- total guess because uh, I'm terrible with like yeah. my childhood memories and years and things. But um, yeah, we woke up the next morning and when I went upstairs, she was gone though. They had already taken her. But right, but you didn't bed, have like anybody that like showed up in your at night and been like. I mean, I feel like I feel like it was weird, you know, like almost like I knew. Right. Like when I went to bed that night. There was nothing saying that she wasn't going to make it through the... Okay, well, I mean, like, a little context for everybody. Like, yeah, yes, yeah. she was sick. She had cancer. And, you know, she, she right. was it's, like... She wasn't perfectly healthy and it just, was, like, passed away. It was home hospice, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. Like, so we knew that it would be at some point in time, but it wasn't like, you know, okay, well, tonight's the night. You well, know, didn't they like, come and, like, read her her last rites that mm-hmm. night, though, or something? Yeah. yeah. Is that what they call those? Yeah, something like that. I'm not entirely sure, honestly. But the yeah, the pastor came over or whoever. Right. And uh but yeah, waking up the next morning it was just like weird, you know. Weird feeling. Yeah. I know. And to be that close, like because I would have been directly well, just about directly underneath, like in my room in the basement as to where she was right. upstairs above me. So, you know, being within Ugh. so many feet of that and like I was young and didn't really know much about it at the time, but... Like, didn't really understand the gravity of, like, what was happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite understand it, but also, I just... I do remember it just feeling weird that, that morning. That is very strange. Because there was a lot... And there were several people there. Like, when I... You know, I was, like, 10 or whatever, so I probably slept until, like, 11 o'clock or something. I don't know. You know, and it's right. like... There was already several people there and stuff, so that was. But she was weird. just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Had, they had already taken her. Oh, so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, this next story I have comes from a good friend of mine, Jillian. Hello, Jill. Um, she just sent me a quick little message. Um, but trigger warning, you guys. Um, drug use and overdose. So. She told me that one time they lived in a house where someone had overdosed, and if you were by yourself in the basement where Jill's room was, you could hear footsteps walking around upstairs. She said she felt sorry for her. She felt like it was almost like she was stuck there and maybe didn't understand what happened. So that, again, reminds me of like the stone tape or mm-hmm. the residual haunt right. of having that trauma of an overdose and a death um, soaked into that place. Next up is from our good friend, Danny. So she said she's unsure if this was actual ghostly activity, um, but it was interesting. One time they heard a knock on their bedroom door and they heard a child say good morning. When they opened the door, there was no one there and both of their kids were asleep. To justify this, they thought maybe their neighbors had a visitor and they just heard the greeting, but it felt like it was not muffled enough and it sounded like it came literally from inside of their house. Yeah, weird. So that's pretty weird, too. That's another hard thing about, like, super small stuff like that, like, yeah. where it's not, like, super obvious right. what's happening. And then you you just kind of go on about, like, hmm, well, oh, yeah, that was pretty weird, but I don't know if it really happened or not, you know? Right. Especially like, when you're in a sleeping state. Yeah. You know? Well, I guess it doesn't say they were sleeping. They were in the bedroom, though. Mm. (laughs) but yeah it is really strange you know um and you can justify things like that or you can trick yourself into thinking it's more than it was you know right um so yeah very very interesting i would be like it was a ghost definitely ghost activity right (laughs) 
So after reading through all of these, it reminded me of a story I have. And I don't think we told this on our ghost episode, like where we discussed our haunting experiences. So when I was younger, I lived in a very small town, like very small. Right down the street from us was a huge old white house. It was always locked. No one lived in it the whole time we lived there. Um, And I never saw anyone go in or out. I didn't see anyone go in, like taking care of the place nothing and it was very old and run down there was definitely like parts of the roof caving in and stuff um very often as kids you know life in the early 2000s we would just go walk around our tiny town and find stuff to do Mm um yeah if you never grew up in small town iowa yeah i mean everyone remembers the times when we didn't have cell phones we didn't really have computers if we had a computer it was for like important things took you a million years to dial up Mm -hmm. blah blah it was horrible to use oh my gosh But we did it. We made it through. We We made it through those times. Um, But yeah, so we would go on walks. We would walk around the town. We would go explore the creek. We would just wander around and hang out. Well, being the little creep that I was, I would always want to go check out the house. Um, I had dreams about this house. I had nightmares about this house. I um, would get nauseous and I would feel kind of scared, feel dread when we would go there. Um, So I swear it was haunted. To this day, I still swear it was haunted. Anyway, one day we were peeking in the windows, as usual. We always like to see, like, if anything had changed or, you know, if there was anything new in there. See if there was any signs that anybody had been in there. Well, this day, I saw writing in the dust on the old kitchen table. Um, It looked like it would have been written in the dust with someone's finger, but very carefully, very nicely. It was, like, very, just very nice handwriting. It was very odd. And it was right in the view of the window. So it was like someone had left it for us to see. And I do not exactly remember what the writing said, but it was literally something about a witch, Mm. like a witch of a place. Creepy. So, so creepy. Yeah. Um, Now that I'm older, I'm like, I bet it was probably like one of our parents knew who owned the house and was like, do something to scare them. Like, do something to creep them out. Yeah, anybody could have, you know, anybody gotten in have, there. Yeah. And, but yeah. I don't know. It was very well locked up. Like, we we, we tried to get in there a few times. <laughs> right. And it was very well locked up. And, um, I mean, someone would have had to go in there probably at night so they weren't noticed. But somehow be able to get a light on and draw something in dust, which could have happened. But, again, someone would have seen. And in a small town like that... Everyone would have known about it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like to get away with something like that for years and have no one fess up is a little tough. Nice. Uh, that house is no longer there. It's very sad. They tore it down. It's now a big shop. Perfect. Bummer. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. Some really good memories. There will be ghosts of vehicles. Uh, I was like, it was amateur ghost hunter. That's where this weirdness came from. The creepy haunted houses in yeah. our old town. Yeah. Speaking of haunted houses... Guys, new merch. Check it out. We have a shirt. This is the exact house that Taylor was just talking about. <laughs> yes, I sketched that. I'm just kidding. It I didn't. <laughs> this, is, this is a replica of the house. Just the kidding. moon it's was not. this big. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's was, always bats coming it out. It was of it. over a nipple in real life too. <laughs> the the bats were always coming out like that. Yep. No, but anyway, this new merch available on our site. This is a black uh, long sleeve tee. Uh, fits really nice, super, super cozy. It is uh, more of a lightweight long sleeve. It's not like super thick, but it's you perfect know. for like the fall weather. But yeah, this right fall now. weather is really, really nice. Um, 50, 60 degree weather. Yes. Um, but it's available on our website, peculiargoods.com. Also, 
have candles. We do have candles. You guys have probably seen this by now, but seriously, these also are just like fall in a jar. We have Mm -hmm. brown sugar and fig. We have harvest spice. We have so many more. Like, I don't know. They all smell wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, When you burn them, the whole house smells good. Yeah, and they're 100% soy wax. Yes. And they last forever. And they're hand-poured. And delivered to us. So yeah. you'd be supporting another small business, two small businesses in one. <laughs> That's right. Um, so go check out our uh, shop at peculiargoods.com mm-hmm. and go check out our website for the podcast at www.particularlypeculiar.com. That has more fun stuff on there. We will be dropping beanies very soon also. Yes, I was hoping to have them by now, but I've been working lately and I haven't been able to pick them up. They are ready for us to pick up. Yes, they will be coming to you guys very, very soon. They're going to be black and um, with peculiar goods and apparel white font embroidered embroidered um again another small local business um that we are ordering from so we have we have that done we we get our shirts done and we get we're getting these hats done all locally here uh in town so so you'd definitely be giving us lots of support in our community um Mm. which we hope to continue to do so um feel free to check that out guys our next week's episode is going to be sleep paralysis i want experiences people i want the stories if you've had experiences with sleep paralysis if you have thoughts on sleep paralysis if you've experienced the shadow man anything uh send us an email um nightmares i even nightmares i'd be interested to hear Mm -hmm. about literally any creepy nighttime sleepy stuff send it to us um again i really want to do another like listener stories um episode for the month of october just share those creepy experiences so you can find us on instagram or tiktok to leave those stories or you can visit our website again www.particularlypeculiar.com to use the contact um form and submit a story that way either way it'll get to us and you will be featured on an episode yes Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we love you so much. Thank you for still being here and we will see you again next week. Until next time. Our Our peculiar peculiar people. people.